It's absolutely a privilege to be with you tonight. And uh, we're going to share again. But uh, one last time, can I leave this picture with you? So we're sharing at this moment, we're sharing on the Holy Spirit. Maybe a month from now, we're going to share on Jesus. Maybe we're going to share on the Father later on. But I want you to remember this. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, our lives. If this is out of sync, friends, as Christian so beautifully explained, our, our lives are out of plumb. Completely out of plumb. And Christian used the Afrikaans word, waterpas. Not there yet, but it's going to take me a while. But he said, if this had four legs, it would have taken hours to get this thing waterpas. But the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit keeps our lives up straight, keeps our lives plumb, keeps our lives waterpas. So tonight when I share, I want to share, as this is the backdrop, on one of the legs, the Holy Spirit. You see, the Holy Spirit came to glorify Jesus. John 14, Jesus came to take us to the Father. John 16, the Father promised us the Holy Spirit. This is interwoven, friends. You cannot separate them. You cannot separate them. Will you remember that? So I won't use the illustration again, but I think it is important to know, because sometimes we just preach about Jesus, or we preach about the Holy Spirit, or we preach about the Father, and you think, what is this church on about? No, we're on about all of them. Three in one, Trinity. So over the last six weeks, friends, we've heard this. The Holy Spirit is our helper. The Holy Spirit intercedes for us. He fills us. He gives us gifts. He gives us strategy last week. He increases our creativity. He frees us from bondage. And tonight we're going to speak on keeping in step with the Spirit. On Monday, on Tuesday, on Wednesday, every single day of the week, 24 hours, keeping in step. You see, friends, it's one thing being filled with the Spirit. It's another thing keeping in step with the Spirit. When we invite the Holy Spirit into our lives, everything changes. What do I mean by that? It changes the way I speak to or I communicate to or I have a relationship with my family, with my friends, with my colleagues, with my fellow students, with my mom, with my dad with my husband, with my wife, with my boy, with my girl, with my uh, boyfriend, and with my girlfriend. And by the way, sideline note, I won't charge you for this. Before your boyfriend is your boyfriend, he's your heavenly father's son. And before your girlfriend is your girlfriend, he's your heaven, she's your heavenly father's daughter. Treat her that way and th there will be no abuse. There'll be protection, there'll be love, there'll be care. Actually, we can end the meeting if we just take that, friends. Before they're ours, they are heavenly fathers. Before my wife is my wife, she's my heavenly father, and I'm going to treat her like my heavenly father's daughter. Sure. Everything changes, friends. 
You know what? There's a saying that says you can't choose your family, but you can choose how you treat them. And this morning, we had the most remarkable picture. Anton Swanepoel with his sister, Mary Swanepoel, on this stage, friends, through a series of immense uh, events, their relationship with his, were restored, and he baptized her this morning, and she had the privilege of just sharing a prayer over him, her brother. Do we give up on our brothers and our sisters? Do they irritate us? Do we don't get along with them? <laughs> yeah, be honest. I'm honest too. I need the Holy Spirit, friends. Absolutely. Okay. Why does everything change when the Holy Spirit comes into my heart? Two things, friends. John 16 verse 12 to 14 says this. When the Spirit, it's Jesus speaking, He says, when the Spirit of truth comes, He will lead you into all truth. And then verse 14 says this. He says, He will glorify me. When the Holy Spirit is in me, friends, he will glorify Jesus. My life can't stay the same. Point number one, if you take notes, he, he enters my heart and he glorifies Jesus. Point number two, Acts 1 verse 8. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you or you, when you're filled with the Holy Spirit and you will be my what? My witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, and in Samaria, and to the uttermost ends of the earth. Point number two, when the Holy Spirit fills my heart, friends, I will be a witness. I don't have to try and be a witness. I don't have to put works in to be a witness. I will be a witness. You will become my witnesses. When the Holy Spirit comes within us, that's why we can't stay the same, friends. When somebody says they've met Jesus or they're filled with the Holy Spirit, I wonder what's changed. If something has changed and Jesus is glorified, you know they're saved. You know the Holy Spirit filled them. We just heard Clint's on a mission trip. You know what, friends, when the Holy Spirit fills our hearts, we don't say, I have to go on to a mission trip because I'm part of 3CI. I say, I want to go on a mission trip next year. I start putting money away. I start getting my visas ready. I start getting my passport sorted. I get on my knees. I say, Lord, where do you want me to go? And when the button is pushed, I'm ready. Paul says, at once he left. I start preparing, friends, because I know Jesus is going to send me. That's what God does in our hearts. That's why, that's why we do these trips to Mozambique and to Qatar and to, to the uttermost ends of the earth, friends. God called us to that. Sure. Everything changes. You may say this evening, you may say, Eugene, but, um, you know, witnessing sounds a little bit like uh, evangelism. And I'm not really an evangelist. I'm a little bit of an introvert. Or, Eugene, I'm not called to preach. Or, Eugene, I'm not called to do this. I'm, I, I'm, not, a, I'm not a loud guy. I'm not a... I'm not this. Friends, we, you might not be called for that, but we all call to witness. We all call to witness. You know when it becomes work? When I'm trying to do it. When I just stick into God's word and I allow His Spirit to fill me, I will just be a witness. When you're quiet, whether you're an introvert, your boss will look at you and see, man, that's a man of integrity. 
I don't have to watch up on him. I don't have to follow his timesheets. I don't have to wonder if he, if, he, if he cheats on his timesheets. I don't have to wonder if he lies on his reports because he's a man of integrity and it'll change his heart. Sure, friends. If we walk by the Spirit and when we keep in step with the Spirit, we will bear fruit and that fruit will glorify Jesus and witness to others. Let's read, friends, our text for this evening. While you turn there, in your Bibles, you can just follow on screen. We're reading from the NIV, 2011 version. While you turn, turn there, hey? Sorry, Galatians 5. <laughs> my wife, thank you, my lovey. Reminds me, I lost track. Let's pray. Father God, this is your word. Holy Spirit, you are faithful. Revive something within us tonight that we haven't seen before. Remind us, Father, like you reminded us this morning to pray. Remind us that your Holy Spirit is with us. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's read. So there's going to be five times, friends, where we're going to see where it says, walk by the Spirit, be led by the Spirit, the, the fruit of the Spirit, uh, live by the Spirit, keep in step with the Spirit. I mean, five times in nine verses, friends, I think Paul's saying something, eh? So I say, walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh, for the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit, what is contrary to the flesh, they are in conflict with each other so that you are not uh, to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now listen to this. The acts, or your Bible might say the works of the flesh are obvious. Do you see the S? Not the act or the work, the acts or the works, remember that, are obvious. We're not going to dwell on this tonight, but sexual, sexual immorality, impurity and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft and hatred and discord and jealousy and fits of rage and selfish ambitions, dissensions, factions and envy, drunkenness, orgies and the like. It's open-ended, friends, because when you're in that state of mind and in that lifestyle, it just sucks you in no turning back unless Jesus saves you. When you go that road, it sucks you in, friends. It says, I warn you, I did uh, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. You know what he's speaking about, friends? I'm saved and sometimes I've got selfish ambitions. And the Holy Spirit conv convicts me of sin, and I get on my knees, and I say, Jesus, I'm a sinner. Take this away from me. And he forgives me, and I get up, and I walk again. That's not speaking about people that are saved. That is speaking about people that is as a lifestyle of living in this, and they can't, they can't care what other people think. It's people that's not saved yet, friends. It doesn't give us freedom to live like that. Then we know different. But when we make a mistake, fall on our knees and ask Jesus and he'll forgive us. He'll set you free like this. Let's get to verse 22. 
but the fruit. See the difference? Acts, works, but fruit. Fruit, not fruits. Fruit. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, which is patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. There's our topic, friends. Let us keep in step with the, with the Spirit. You see, friends, when we live the debauched life, it destroys, it tires us out, it, it's works created by myself, but when we live by the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit restores us, it unites us, it ignites something within us, it brings forth what we cannot produce. We cannot bring forth fruit. Who's made fruit here? Anybody? <laughs> Yesterday, sir. I want to come and sit with you and find out how the heck did you get that right? <laughs> Jeez. All the farmers are going to phone you. All the farmers. You know what, friends? Fruit is not Eugene produced. It's not Peter produced. It's not Maggie produced. No, it's Holy, Holy Spirit produced. I cannot produce it. You know what? I can only outlive what the Holy Spirit produces within me. If it's not within me, I cannot take a fruit off a tree and, uh, and go and put it on another dead tree and say that tree is alive. That fruit will never make that tree alive. But if that tree is alive, the fruit will be alive. I can't give life. I can't, my friends. When the Holy Spirit fills us, we fill up the Spirit. Stay in the Word, friends. And the Holy Spirit will not only teach us but he'll produce fruit within us, lasting fruit within us, and it will flow out of us. So we ask for the next couple of minutes, is that all right if we just look at some of parts of this fruit? It's not fruits, it's the fruit. So when it says the fruit, friends, you can't say I have kindness, but I don't have goodness. You can't say I have love, but, 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 but I don't have patience. When you have the fruit, you've got the fruit. You either have it or you don't. We might have to let it grow within us. We might be stronger in goodness than in patience. Patience are still growing, but it's, it's part of us. If, if we have the Holy Spirit, if we are saved, if we serve Jesus Christ, friends, if we are filled with the Spirit, we have the fruit. All of it. We just have to let it grow. Okay, first one, love. And this is the first and foremost part, uh, uh, most important part of this fruit, friends. Agape love is the love that the Father has for us. We have for the Father. And, 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 and if, I love, if I love Robbie or I love Matt or I love Nathan and they love me back, it's not for what they mean to me and what I can get out of it or what they can get out of me. It's just because I love them, I love them because I love them, Dennis. 
my brother from another mother. There's mutual love. I pray for him. I care for him. I don't want to harm him because it breaks my heart. When he hurts, I hurt. That's love. You know what, friends? We as husbands, if we take this one word, love, and we ask the Holy Spirit to let it grow within our hearts, for our families, for our marriages, and for our kids. I tell you, we will change the fate of this nation. One word, friends, will change the fate of this nation. Because our kids will be protected. Our wives will be protected. Our, our, our boys will be protected. Our girls will be protected. Just love them, friends. We'll change the fate of this nation. Second one, joy. So, so uh, happiness. Yeah! <laughs> all goes well. And then I fall off the stage. And now all's not well. <laughs> now I'm not as happy anymore. Joy goes much deeper than anything else goes because the joy of my salvation, it goes into the depths of my soul where happiness can never go. Happiness cannot go there, friends. Happiness is superficial. Happiness is, if things go well, I'm there. When it doesn't go well, I'm there. But joy is like this. And, and I understand sometimes we don't feel joy. And, and I understand sometimes we must be like David to say, Restore the joy of my salvation, Psalm 51. My soul, you will praise the Lord. Sometimes we'll have to do that. Friends, this week, just this week, there was a girl that walked into my office with her family, absolutely broken. She's been taken advantage of by an unsaved man for the last how many months? She's shattered. And she sat in my office and we broke down and we, and we prayed together and we cried together and we shared together. And I could see joy coming back and before she left she says Eugene I said to her, are you ready to forgive she says small steps it hurts small steps joy is coming back but small steps please Eugene don't fake it guys small steps one of the greatest lessons I've learned this year small steps before we walked out she says I'm flying out of the country tomorrow. Can I get baptized? I said to you, have you been baptized? She says, no, I explained to her baptism. She loves Jesus. We changed our whole life group around. On Wednesday night we were here, and I don't know how many people pitched. We baptized her. We baptized her mother, and after that, her, uh, when I turned around and I said, who wants to get baptized? Her dad said, I want to get baptized. That's what the Holy Spirit does, friends. He turns what the enemy means for evil, he turns into what it means for, uh, he turns into uh, the good. Jeez, I'm so excited. I stumble over my words. Sorry, guys. I tell you, 
The joy of my salvation. Have I been, have I been, have, yes, all those things are true. But it doesn't take my joy. Because uh, Romans 8 says, nothing can snatch me out of his hand. Nothing, friends. Wow. Let's move on. Peace. Peace, friends, means there's an inner confidence. And the rest in the wisdom that God is in control. God is is in control. Nothing that happens to you is not, is not going through God. When we are Christian, we believe Jesus Christ. We might not understand why, but it says all things will work to good. Not all just good things will happen. All things will work to good for those who love him. This, this word, friends, are full of people that suffered. Full of people that suffered. We don't get saved to have a cozy life. We, have, we are saved to have a holy life. And whatever it takes. And I told you before, I'm battling with my face. But I'm so glad that God gave me this limp. Because it restored the relationship with my boy in a way that I can't explain to you. We didn't have a bad relationship, but we close, we gym together, we talk, we, there's something else. I'm not on the bicycle hour after hour after hour by myself. We do things together. I thank God for this limp. Jesus will heal me when he wants to heal me. I don't care about that. But I thank Jesus. Thank you for this limp. Because there's good coming out of it. I don't think my, me and my wife ever spent so much time training together. Ever, hey, lovey. Never. We walk into the gym and everybody behind the counter says, Ah, date night. I say yes, my wife says no, <laughs> no date night. <laughs> we laugh, we laugh. The Holy Spirit brings peace into a situation, friends, in spite of our difficulties. I remember Wendy and I went snorkeling and, um, in Sudwana a while ago, and uh, when I was at the surface, the waters went like this, and I became nauseous. Uh, but, but when I went down, the water was calm. And I saw this turtle, and I saw the fish 12 meters deep, I love it, 12 meters deep. And when I came up, I went nauseous again. I got back into the boat, and I won't, I won't share the rest. Use your imagination. The, the thing is, if we stay superficial, friends, and we don't believe that the Holy Spirit will give, give us peace, we'll stay on the surface, we won't dig deep into God's Word, and we'll get sick. Dig deep, dig deep. Underneath, the waters are calm. It's clear. Dig into God's word. Oh man, we can look. We can look at patience, kindness, goodness. I, I tell you, if you have love, if you have love, patience will flow from you. Kindness will flow from you. Goodness will flow from you. Just before the service, there's a lady. She was sitting there last week. Last week, she said, "I was sitting there, Eugene." And I just lifted my hands and tears running as the Holy Spirit came on me. And a young man came and he laid his hand on me and he says, Tani, is ye okay? And he just stood there and he prayed and she said, it's like the peace came over her. It's kindness came over her. That's what the Holy Spirit does. That's kindness walking over. Tani, is ye okay? Is ye okay? Are you all right, Conrad? Are you okay? Kind. It's the kindness of God that draws us to repentance, friends. Not the anger of God. The kindness. How patient is Jesus with you and I? 
He's a good, good father. Three more, then we're done. Faithfulness. Are we faithful in our thoughts? Are we faithful in our workplace? Are we faithful in our marriage? Are we faithful friends in our deeds? I had a guy walking up to me last week. He said, Eugene, uh, I'll just say, I hate my boss. I hate the work that I'm doing. He says, and, and I want to leave, and my boss wants to keep me, and uh, his vision is wrong, and all these things. And I just thought, no, no, no. And he said, I'm doing this, and I'm doing that, but he doesn't repent, and nothing changes. Just be faithful. Just be faithful. Your faithfulness might change his heart and might reach him for Jesus. It might witness to him. He knows he's wrong. You don't have to tell him that. In fact, he might have somebody tell him the whole time he's wrong. That's why he, that's why he doesn't want to change. But if we're faithful in the small things, God will trust us with much. Be faithful. Just stay that man that spoke to me, I want to say, stay until God opens the door. Don't move. We don't move out of comfort and don't move for comfort and we don't move for economic reasons. We move when Jesus tells us to move. Until then, you stay where you're at because otherwise you're going to take the issues that you have now into your next workplace. You're going to face the same thing until we've learned the lesson or until we have overcome it. Sure, gentleness. Yo, gentleness is not weakness, friends. Gentleness is a sincere humility, friends. It's the opposite of feeling inferior. We're not pushovers. You're not going to push us over. But we've got a humility about us. Glory is Jesus's. It's not mine. Self-control. I told the story last week of Joe. Joe van Eerden. We just managed space and time. Self-control is this, the ability to pursue the important over the urgent. If we just check the urgent, we're going to run from here to there and we're going to lose control, friends. Self-control is knowing what is important and sticking to it. I'm going to manage time. I'm going to manage space. That's self-control. In closing, Galatians 5, 24 and 25. Those who belong to Christ Jesus. Do you belong to Christ Jesus? Okay, those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, you belong to Jesus, now you live by the Spirit. Okay, let us keep in step with the Spirit. We know Jesus, we know the Holy Spirit, let's keep in step with Him. We've got the Holy Spirit this whole room filled with him, but he's here. He's in my next step. My next step. Keep in step with the Holy Spirit, friends. I think Jesus is calling us to a closer holiness and a closeness than we've, than we've ever had. I think Jesus is busy with our hearts. He's not just calling us to salvation. He's calling us to a glorification of Jesus. Let's glorify Him and a witnessing through the fruit that's, uh, that shines out of our lives. I summarize. It is, I'm saying it again, it is possible to keep in step with the Holy Spirit 
allow him to produce fruit within you and the outflow will be glorifying God and witnessing to others. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. amen.